Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional reading once again from A.W. Tozer. This one's called The Set of the Sail. It's a collection of, I want to say, 46. Yeah, 46 uh, short little essays. I believe they were mostly in magazines. He's got a number of books to his uh, name, but uh, he was pastor for 31 years there in the Southern Alliance Church in Chicago. And uh, this particular writing is called The Lord Giveth Knowledge. And uh, I really love the way the man thinks and draws from both Old Testament and New Testament. And uh, his stuff is so timeless. You know, he died in the same year C.S. Lewis did, 1963. And yet A.W. Tozer seems to be writing with our own day and time in mind when you read it. Uh, Here's the Lord giveth knowledge. It says, Elsewhere, I have said that we cannot know God by thinking, but that we must do a lot of thinking if we would know him well. This sounds self-contradictory, but I am sure that the two statements are in full accord with each other. The inability of the human mind to know God in a true and final sense is taken for granted throughout the Bible and even taught in plain words in such passages as these. No man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. These are the words of Jesus himself. The world by wisdom knew not God. The things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So God's nature is of another kind from anything with which the mind is acquainted. Hence, when the mind attempts to find out God, it is confronted by obscurity. It is surrounded with mystery and is blinded by the light that no man can approach unto. Tozer goes on to say, a consideration of this truth led some thinkers of the past to conclude that Since it is impossible for man to discover God by means of any faculties he possesses, God must therefore remain not only unknown, but unknowable. What these men overlooked was that when God desires, he can and does reveal himself to men. The Spirit of God is able to make the spirit of man know and experience the awful mystery of God's essential being. And that means, it'd be as if we hyphenated two words, awful, A-W-E and full, okay? Not awful as in horrible, but awful as in awe-inspiring, astonishing, okay? Mystery of God's essential being. It should be noted that the Spirit reveals God to the spirit of man, not to his intellect merely. The intellect can know God's attributes because these constitute that body of truth that can be known about God. The knowledge of God is for the spirit alone. Such knowledge comes not by intellection, but by intuition To know God in the scriptural meaning of the term is to enter into experience of him. So there's an experiential kind of knowledge. It's not merely data in the brain. It's an experiential knowledge of him. Tozer goes on to say, it never means to know about 
It is not a knowledge uh, mediated by the intellect, but an unmediated awareness experienced by the soul on a plane too high for the mind to reach. Where, then, is the place of the intellect in Christian experience? And that's such a great question. remains a great question today. Um, And I think it's the kind of question one should ask about any worldview. What is the role of the intellect? What is the role of reason when it comes to this or that particular worldview, this or that particular religious uh, belief system? So he says it this way. Where then is the place of the intellect in Christian experience? And why waste time thinking when we know beforehand that thought cannot bring us to the knowledge that is most of all to be desired, the knowledge of God? The answer, says Tozer, is that the whole biblical revelation is addressed to the intellect and through the intellect reaches the will, the seat of the moral life. If the will responds in repentance and obedience, the Holy Spirit illuminates the penitent heart and reveals Christ, the image of God, to it. And he asks this really, or makes this really important statement uh, inspired by Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, which says, this is the Lord speaking to us, Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. In other words, white, bright, clean. And so here's the, here's the statement he makes. What began as an appeal to reason ends in a spiritual experience wholly, completely above reason. Though your sins be like scarlet, they will be white as snow. That's just really powerful, isn't it? In other words, it's not just knowledge for the sake of knowledge. It's not just data storage up here in the brain. It actually is transformational. That's so beautiful. God is concerned, says Tozer, with the whole person and has designed that Christian experience should embrace the entire personality. The Christian faith deals not with the spiritual only, but with the moral and the rational as well. The rational and moral elements in religion are the proper objects of thought and willingly yield their rich treasures to prayerful meditation. The Christian faith deals with God and humanity and what can be known about them and their relation one to the other. I think this is so good. Remember reading John Stott somewhere uh, saying there are really two questions every religion must answer. Who is God and how can sinful human persons be reconciled to a holy and righteous God? Those are, again, foundational. And uh, the Christian faith, the Christian gospel, uh, the Bible, our text, gives us such amazing, beautiful, rich, wonderful, uh, truth leading to freedom kinds of answers. And so we go to it each and every day. I'm so glad you joined me uh, for these daily devotions. I remind, uh, even as I read, I'm reminding myself of the gospel and I hope you are being inspired by it as well to remember it as well. 
The Christian faith deals with God and with humanity and what can be known about them and their relation one to the other. It contemplates creation, redemption, righteousness, sacred history, the destiny of mankind, and the future of the world. Isn't that awesome? I got to read that list again. That's, that's amazing. Um, the Christian faith, he's saying when he says it, contemplates creation, redemption, righteousness, sacred history, the destiny of mankind, and the future of the world. Such truths, once they have been revealed by divine inspiration, lie where they can be got at by the redeemed intellect and wait to be exploited by the sons of the kingdom. And again, the word exploited, sometimes in our day and time, that can have negative context. But the idea uh, is that we can not only begin to understand some of what God has communicated to us uh, by a redeemed intellect that is being transformed and being redeemed on an ongoing basis and increases in its knowledge of the truth, but also um, these truths that are revealed to us can be exploited by the sons of the kingdom. That is, we can begin to live into them, to rest in those truths, to gain from them, if you will. He closes with just these two lines, these two short paragraphs. Under the illumination and guidance of the Holy Spirit, the prayerful, studious believer can become a Christian philosopher, a sage, a doctor of divine things. More than that, he he can become a person of a child of God and a light to his generation. I love that. That's so good. I mean, a lot of us will never become professional philosophers or sages or uh, get a doctorate. But more than that, he says, we each one can become a child of God, a, a man or a woman of God, and a light to our generation. That's so good. Tozer closes by saying, I repeat, comma, we cannot know God by thinking alone, comma, but we can never know him very well without a lot of hard thinking. <laughs> so let's engage your mind. Remember when Jesus said the essence of the 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 law, the entire law is to love the Lord your God, that there's one God, but you were to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength. And then Jesus came along and said, and with all of our mind. And uh, A.W. Tozer, the set of the sale, the writing is called, The Lord Gives Knowledge. And he agrees with Jesus and so do I. Let's pray. Lord, as we start this day, pray that you send us out into the world to be your ambassadors. May we be awake, alert, and aware each and every opportunity you give us. May the gospel fall freely from our lips and be seen in our relationships. May the gospel be seen in our work, in our creativity, in every response we uh, offer to every single moral crossroads that we come to, every single um, interaction we have with another person. Lord, I pray that you would live large through us today. Lord, increase our knowledge and understanding of who you are. Give us a clearer vision of your truth, a greater faith in your power, 
and a more confident assurance of your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great one. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey. Thank you.